0: Welcome to Be Alive, a podcast produced by the Young Adult Ministry of the Diocese of St. Augustine.
1: Join us for compelling conversations with young people as they share their stories of faith, prayer, community, and their journey to sainthood.
0: Be engaged,
1: be inspired,
0: be empowered,
1: be alive. Hi, Father Bob, how are you?
0: Hello, Caitlin, I'm doing well. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. <laughs> My husband and I were traveling to Ohio this weekend to go see his family, so I'm still kind of recovering from that. We drove, so it was like a 13-hour drive there and back. But, but I'm doing wow. good. Yeah, it was a good visit.
0: Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, that is a lot of driving. I, I, I don't. I, being a parish priest, you you don't. Uh, you, you know, you stay usually within the bounds of the parish unless you have to go to the diocesan office. So right. yeah, it's it's a different perspective than it used to be for me. For sure. So, yeah. So we have a guest today. Yes. We have a guest and one that I've been looking forward to, one that I've known for a few years anyway. Um, we have Diego Diego Vasquez with us today. So, or yeah. or should I say should I say Reverend Mr. Diego Vasquez? <laughs> <laughs> There, there was not yet. Well, the, we were premature the last time. There was a typo in one of the directories that came out one year, that had yeah. um, had him listed as Reverend Mister, which would be the the title that you would give to a deacon. So, yeah. so, so we all walked around and called him Reverend Mister for a few weeks. And I, that got corrected, I guess. Did they reissue that, or I
2: don't know how that got corrected, but it got corrected.
1: They probably reissued it. That's funny, though. Well, welcome Diego. We're excited to have you. Thank on the podcast. you. Thank you
2: so much both of you for. Give me this opportunity to talk, to be part of this beautiful program and project that you are doing for our diocese and for the people of God.
1: Of course, no, we're happy to have you. Um, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners, just telling a little bit about who you are and what sure, you do? Sure, absolutely. Okay.
2: Uh, my name is Diego Vasquez. I am a seminarian from the Diocese of Saint Augustine. I am doing my pastoral year Um, here at Assumption, Catholic Church in Jacksonville. And God willing, I will, I have two years more ahead of the formation at the Paul Regional Seminary. As you hear my accent, I am originally from Venezuela, that is located in South America. So the English is my second language. Mm Um, it's very beautiful to be part to this diocese, working in this mission, preaching the, the word of God around the world.
0: Well, we're very happy you're here with us, uh, Diego. Uh, now, you, you said you were from Venezuela um, originally. Yes. Um, so so you grew up there?
2: Yes, I, I born and raised in Venezuela. Um, I, I born in a Catholic family. I attended Catholic school. So I'm build very active to pray when I was a child, even in the high school, and keep that gold um, sources to to pray and be close to the church.
0: Now, now I have to ask you one question, and this is uh, purely selfish reasons on my part, but um so we, were you an altar server as a child?
2: Yes, I, I started as altar servers
0: so so my i'm trying family. to I'm trying to help people understand that that pretty much every seminarian that I come across who was not an adult convert um was an altar server
2: mm-hmm. yeah M- most yeah. of my classmates, we said we always knew we start and we started the sacristy of the of our parish, mm-hmm. but we don't know when we finish only God and know that nice.
0: so so so, how was god um present to you during your childhood what was what was well, my God like is, for
2: you. My mom has a very special devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So every first Fridays we go to the adoration chapel. We have the Math for dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Um, as I mentioned, I study in a Catholic school. So the faith and God was always around me. So We have daily the mass at the school, the confessions. Um, So, in one part of my life, when I stay in the middle grade, I start to feel God ask me to do something more. As I was a kid, it was very challenging in that time Mm -hmm. to see uh, or to understand the God's will. So I just continue. Pay attention more carefully at mass when i was a kid to try to discover for my own but the beauty of this is god never leave me alone mm. in the way because i have the sisters they run in the school in that time mm. and the chaplain so i just approach to them and just ask easy questions I say sister what in what age do you enter to the convent? Or the priest, what age he entered to the seminary and tried to compare their life with my life. Mm. And of course, when I continued and grow up, I, I saw God have a call for uh, for everyone, no matter, no matter our life or past, because he want to write, something beautiful in our life for the future. Hmm.
1: Very nice. When do you think, like, how old were you when you think you first heard your call to the priesthood?
2: I think I I I have 12 years old. Oh, wow. Yes. So, 12 like, years middle old.
1: school.
2: Yeah. So I just uh, feel like I, I said to my mom, I remember... That day I said, "Must uh, was the first Friday of the month. And I said, Ma, I want to be that man, that man who's, who say the mass. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Of, of course, in that time I was a kid, I didn't have all that knowledge about the priesthood, the seminary, or all that mysteries. I, I just want to do the thing he is doing. Mm-hmm. Also, I just remember when I was a kid, I have a younger sister. Um, always we, uh, the first area we, lead, we we grew up was in apartment condo mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: so afternoon all the kids playing around in the park um in a couple of opportunities i just played to be the, a priest it was mm-hmm. very simple i don't use any ornaments or chalice. i just the thing we have uh, around that that's okay. only two things uh, after i mentioned to my mom I went to doing the the, the work that May is doing That is, he was a priest.
1: And so, how? Oh, I'm sorry, Father. Go ahead.
2: No, I was
0: just going to ask. Um, you know, at at what point did you did you come to this country, and and did you did you um start to answer the call, you know, before you came here, or did you come here and then answer the call?
2: I answered the call when I uh when I was finished in high school, more officially. So I visited the seminary of my hometown Maracaibo in Venezuela, Um, just to know, because sometimes I have idea what a seminary is. I thought it was like Hmm. Hogwarts and Harry Potter, something (laughs) magic or or something special. (laughs) Of course it was a huge place, but nothing compared with Hogwarts. So just to go and see how the, other seminarians, men like me, they live, they pray, they study. I say, okay, I, I think I can do that. And of course, one of the one important thing for me was the spiritual direction I received before I entered the seminary. Mm-hmm. So I, I did I, I can't say it, I go for my own to the seminary. No. Mm-hmm. I, I need to say I, I went to the seminary with the testimony of my mom, my grandmother, um, my spiritual director, who gave me that uh, direction to serve God. I think I received the basic Catholic knowledge at home, but I looking for, um, from, through my spiritual director, that concerned my vocation. He told me, go to the seminary and see how, how they, they live. So I just spent a couple of weekends before I finished the high school. And, and then I decided to go to the seminary. I started a seminary in my hometown. It was uh, around five years spent there before I came to the United States. Okay. Um, the beauty, the beauty of, of this is the reason I came to the United States was in 2012, was a missionary congress American Missionary Congress in my hometown. So all the continent from Canada onto Argentina go to my hometown in delegations, um, talk about the mission. The mission. Um, so the rector in that time in that time asked me to support the delegation of the United States. My first I answered with a question, Father, I don't speak any English. <laughs> so he told me, don't worry about that. They will bring people, they speak Spanish, or they, they are bilingual. Okay, okay. So during that full week, we talk about the mission. And the only the mission, the, the mission is preach the word of God. And this bishop of the United States told me, we need younger men to join us in the seminary and serve as a priest in a local diocese in the United States. And I said, and I answered, oh, okay, good luck. (laughs) So during that (laughs) awful week, they told me indirectly and directly, please come and join us, we need you. Because sometimes when we hear the mission, they only thought in Africa as a continent, and only the missionary can be far away. But even here in this country, in the United States, there are places we, we need uh, priests, religious, mm-hmm. or families. They give time to the church. So again, I just consult with my spiritual director to come to the United States after the invitation of these bishops. And my spiritual director say, go. That is part of the beauty to live the, the freedom. I mean, this is your vocation, but this God called you to go to the United States, just follow his will, as I did. So I came to this country in 2015 with no English. The only a few words I knew when I came to the United States was, my name is Diego Vasquez, I am from Venezuela. That was all my full English. And of wow. course, I, I have the opportunity to meet people, good people um, in the north of the country first. Um, I study English, be part of the a parish, enjoy the seminary there. Unfortunately, I have um, issues with the winter uh, <laughs> because I am from the very south. Um, we don't have the four seasons there different here in the United States. So I have very challenged to the, to the winter season. So for that reason, I, uh, I moved to Florida looking mm. for a warm place. Um, when the bishop asked me, would you like to come to San Agustin? I answered with a question, do you have a snow in your state? <laughs> he told me, no, we have hurricanes. OK, I think the hurricanes was better than the winter. Oh my gosh. Oh Oh boy. Yeah. So 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 Diego, what's what's formation been like? Well, the formation has four four pillars to to be a priest. And is is these four pillars start from the beginning until the end. The first is the academic, the second is the pastoral, the third is the spiritual, and the fourth is the human. That is the four pillars the seminary provide to mm-hmm. the candidate to to be a priest. Of course, um, we are addressing with other kind of activities to doing that. Each one, the academic, we have our regular schedule of a regular college in United States. A spiritual, we have confession, we have daily mass, we have a spiritual direction, we have a spiritual talks. We need to doing our holy hour. We need to do our rosary, to pray in the liturgy of the hours. As a human part, we have support. We have some people who give a talk about the society in this century. And as a pastoral, each year of the formation have points to, to cover. For example, my first my first year of theology, I just visited a nurses center. My second year theology, I just visited the hospitals. And the third, and the fourth, and in the fourth and third theology, I will visit the prison, because as a priest, we are not only in the church, celebrating the sacraments. Mm-hmm. We will need to serve the people that don't come to the church. for any reasons, they are not available to come here. So, one part of the mission is go and preach the word. Mm-hmm. And for example, um, I am doing now uh, my pastoral year. So it's a full immersion in a parish. I have one class during the week, but I need to know how to run a parish in all the activities this par- the parish has.
1: What's been your favorite part of your pastoral year?
2: The daily mass.
1: Mm. Nice. And what's your favorite ministry? I'm just curious. Like, what do you well, find like your heart most drawn toward?
0: Say youth. Say youth. Say youth.
2: <laughs> well, it's a I trick have question. many, <laughs> and I think yeah, you know, <laughs> this this parish is a very beautiful minister. All ministers are very relevant for the life of the parish, as a and the church need the young people. To cover and the, the future generations, to help us to continue doing our pastoral, our, our pastoral, our mission.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. And I wouldn't have been upset with you if you had said something else. But yeah, no, we need <laughs> we need all the ministries. But um, no, it's been so great having you this year, Diego, and all of your help. Thank with you, our youth program. And um, no, and I think it's important too for like our seminarians to kind of get a feel for a little bit of everything because like you said you know I think it's kind of a stereotype that people think you know our priests are just at the church all day long and it's just so not true you know you guys have so many responsibilities I know Father Bob's touched on that a few times like having to be all over the place ministering to the sick going to homes and visiting with people so no I think it's great that you touched on all of that and that you guys are kind of getting a feel for that throughout your formation
2: yeah and also for the seminary, we, we, the seminary is run like a regular university. So we have a fall semester, we have a fall break, we have a, the break of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same for the spring, spring break, holiday week. And during the summer, we have uh, each programs. For example, for uh, summer assignment, unfortunately for uh, the situation with COVID, was canceled, but they will open the next year, is mm. the clinical pastoral immersion. Mm. Oh, so okay. during, the, during two months, that the candidate is paying a hospital, running as a, as a chaplain. Of mm. course, he don't distribution the, the sacrament of the reconciliation, but he's available to visit the people who are in the hospital to provide the communion, to receive Paul calls in the middle of the night if someone is dying. Does he need to go pray and stay with the people like Jesus did in all his ministry? Is the same we are doing.
1: Very,
2: cool. Very good.
0: Yeah, so so within the formation process itself, um, or the whole the whole formation that you've been through, what would you say has been the greatest challenge and
2: what's been the greatest blessing? Well, I think the challenge sometimes is, is the is dealing with a schedule between the pastoral and the homework. Mm-hmm. try to keep uh, but I think all the students in the seminary or in college mm-hmm. they, they, we have the same issue mm-hmm. you know and the, one of the blessing is the daily mass and yes. doing um, the, the, the invitation to doing a holy hour. Because it's our, it's the, the seminary, all this I'm doing now, or all my brother's seminars doing as well, is because we love Jesus. And we need to spend at least one hour dedicated only to him, to talk with him, to pray with him, to cry with him. Because his God called me, I need to answer well. Not only doing like uh, many activities but I didn't I need to make I need to make a time to visit him in the chapel in mm-hmm. the silence and I think one of the the beauty I learned in the seminary is doing this is doing silence in period of the time during my day mm-hmm. because it's called to reflect it's called to read the gospel it's a renewal my love to God and my answer to the church.
1: It's beautiful. No, it's so true. Especially in this noisy world, you know, we all need to make that time yes. for silence, giving God room to speak. Cause it's so easy just to get caught up and overwhelmed and everything, you know, that's going on in life. And it's very easy to kind of tune God out in that. So no, I like that you touched on that. So you're in our diocese now you're in diocese of saint augustine what do you like most about being in this diocese
2: the weather <laughs>
1: <laughs> well other than the because weather <laughs> our diocese
2: yes. is very multi- like we have many things we have a city like jacksonville mm-hmm. we have a historical place like saint augustine we have the county of the farms like Woodingstone. We have a, a university, a huge ministry campus university in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. So the diocese provides many things to do. Yeah, I can say that I, I see the both reality. I spent two, I came to the diocese in 2018 until now, 2022. I spent time in Gainesville, Willingstone, in Jacksonville. So the both reality of the diocese. And I can't say I love this part of the diocese because each part of the diocese has a beauty, has a challenge, and has a blessing. Mm-hmm. So it's part to try, it's, it's part of the adventure to discover the beauty, the challenge, and the blessing in each parish, in each place I visited during my summer assignment.
1: Well, as we're wrapping up uh, each episode, we like to ask our guests to propose a weekly challenge for our listeners. So what would your challenge be, Diego?
2: Well, I would challenge, I would give two challenge. Two challenge for a price of one. Okay. (laughs) This is a buy one, get one deal here. Yeah. Yes. So the first challenge is read the gospel twice. And the second challenge is as soon as you finish the second the reading the second gospel or the second part of the gospel, make five minutes of silence. Just five minutes. Through so, the gospel. So, you,
0: so this would be the daily mass gospel you're suggesting or some part. Yes, of
2: it. I can suggest the daily either yeah. people have the magnifica or they have they follow the other social media about the readings. Mm-hmm. They can choose the gospel readings reading twice, and after that, doing five minutes of silence. Mm. Very good. Very good. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much, Diego, for joining us. It was a pleasure having you.
2: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for the invitation.
0: Well, do we want to close in prayer?
1: Sure.
2: Okay.
0: Um, Well, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, as always, we give thanks for all that you've given us, but we give you thanks for the gift of Jesus uh, Christ, for the gift of the, high, the himself as the high priest. Um, we ask that you help all of us to be able to be close to you, close enough to hear your voice, close enough in our universal vocation to holiness, that each of us may, may fully and properly answer the call to our second vocation, to whatever that might be to which you are calling us. We know that we must be close enough to you to hear it, so we ask you to send your spirit upon us to to give us the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but to keep us close to you so that we can hear that voice, and we ask this in your Son's name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. In
0: the name of the Father, and the Son,
2: and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, thank you again, Diego. And thank you. You're very to... welcome. Thank you
2: for the invitation, thank both you, of you. Diego. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, of course. And thank you to all of our listeners. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Be Alive.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave a review or share with a friend.
1: Also, make sure to follow the Diocese of St. Augustine on all social media platforms to hear about the wonderful things happening in our community.